the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good Monday afternoon. Here we are on your local radio station. This is The View from a Pew here live, and you can get it on YouTube, and you can get it on Facebook, and you can get it on about 17 pod sites, including one of my favorites, Spotify. And, of course, it's free of charge if you are a customer of Spotify. I also want to thank the folks over at DivineTruthChristianStores.com. They are a local store in the community that we're in, but they also have a huge online presence. So if you're a person that does things online, don't go through Amazon for uh, Christian stuff. Go to DivineTruthChristianStore.com, and here's the neat thing. There's a person behind this that you can call whenever you want and talk to about asking questions. If there's anything that's happened to our country that I dislike the most is people, customer service is gone. Yeah. No, no, but no, there's nobody there anymore. Hi, welcome to our business. If you can push one for this and two for that. And our government. Oh, forget about the government. All right, so uh, my co-host, Pastor Austin, is with me today and this week. And we are talking about, we, we, you know, we like to have this series of what does the Bible say about blank? And this week, what does the Bible say about the land of Israel? All right, and, and we're going from a biblical standpoint, not so much political. Yes. But there's a little political in there because... It splashes over a little yeah. bit. That's right. But I'm, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about what's going on in Israel right now. It is a very big deal for those people. Uh, they're trying to weaken the power out of the Supreme Court, and there's people protesting. At, it's really interesting. Rather than protesting all day long, whatever they do, it's Saturday night. Yeah. And most of it is very peaceful. So anyway, we'll uh, talk a little bit about that. But what does the Bible say about the land of Israel? Mac, I love traveling in Israel. It is an amazing place in the world still. And I know you have been there too. I have been there three times. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I could go again easily and and learn new things and, and just appreciate what's there in Israel. I love being in Jerusalem. I love being in the old city and... Uh, you know, just being right there at the spots where Jesus was, but also being at the spots where King David was and, you know, all the Bible characters, it is it is an amazing place. First time I went to Israel, uh, spent time at the Sea of Galilee, I was so impressed. Uh, you go out on a little boat and you go out there on the lake and they kill the motors and it's just like you're out in the fishing boat with Jesus. Yeah. And uh, it's it's an amazing experience. I just love being there. And every time I went, I learned something new about, oh. about the story of the Bible and about how it fits in with the geography of the country. Um, it's, it's an amazing experience. Yeah, and I, I, I wish I had the words 
to tell you how important it is that you go to Israel at least once. It changes everything. Yes. And the th- one of the things I liked about it, now there were some areas that was touristy. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to, for instance, the um, Church of the Holy Sepulchre, um, you go through the old downtown Jerusalem. That's right. And it's about 10 foot wide with shops on both sides. And there's some stuff around the uh, Church of the Nativity also, but it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I had one guy tell me that uh, he was on – I met him in a restaurant over there when we were on our trip because we didn't go as a group. And he said, you know, I went out to that Sea of Galilee thing, and you know what would be cool is if they had electronic Jesus that would come out of the water <laughs> and then move forward. Walk across the water too. <laughs> they don't have that kind of stuff, and I'm very glad of it. But it will change your perspective, and when you read the Bible, when you listen to our program, you'll hear things that will create an image. I remember, well, we don't have to go through all that now, but for heaven's sakes, do think about going to Israel. And one of these days, we're going to sponsor a trip. So we were going to do it this year, but uh, with this COVID, maybe, maybe not, who knows, not going to do it. You know, I know there's a lot of evangelical Christians who are interested in Israel. They're interested yeah. in what's happening in Israel now. And there's some ideas that have uh, come up through the years about uh, Israel being restored and about the temple being rebuilt. And so part of the reason for this is to, you know, take a look at what the Bible says. Try to take a look, careful look and uh, get an idea about what the Bible says about about Israel in the past, but also Israel in the future. Yeah. Now, there is a fairly complicated history, and we've got to take a little time for history in order to better understand uh, what's going on in the land. The first time I went to Israel, we had a tourist guide by the name of Makul Makul. Makul that was his real name? That was his real name, first and last. Okay. McCool, McCool. Not very creative parent, parents. Uh, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, McCool told us, he said, I am a Jewish Palestinian Christian. Yeah. And I went, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could be that. But yep. yes, he was. Those were the people that sponsored my trip over there. Really? Yeah. It was a, a local church that uh-huh. was just exactly that. Well, McCool, McCool, his family that could trace their lineage back to one of the tribes of Israel. I forget which one now, but one of the tribes of Israel, they knew they had descended from there. And they had been in the land of Israel for centuries. And it was at that point, uh, along the way, they became also Palestinians because they had been there for so long. Now, eventually... Uh, in New Testament times, some of the family members converted and became Christian. And so then the history of the family is a Christian history. But they were Jewish. They were Palestinian. at one time. They became Palestinian. And, and they're still seen today as Palestinian because they had lived through the centuries when actually the Jewish people had come and gone and come back again out of out of Israel. They had been some that had not gone away in captivity, and so they were really, they were Palestinian, and they were also Christian. They were believers in Jesus Christ. When I flew over there and then flew back, I sat next to a young lady whose aunt was the mayor of, um, where do you fly into? 
Uh, Tel Aviv. Okay, mayor of Bethlehem. Oh, okay. She was the mayor of Bethlehem, and she was a Jewish Palestinian Christian. And the young lady was actually doing a, uh, uh, a not a movie, but a um, democ now, help me. A video, yeah, about that ocean, maybe. Yeah. Or, well, uh, no, it was a story. It was news story, okay, documentary, documentary, and so it was interesting to learn. So, yeah, we're going to go through a little bit of the history, and that may take us a couple days, uh, but we'll get through everything uh, hopefully this week. And let's start with, um, let's start with the history of Israel. Okay, when we say Israel. We're referring in this in this instance here. We're referring to the land of Israel too, but it's also gone by other names. So that's why it's sometimes confusing. Okay. In the Bible, in the early part of the Bible, it refers to it as the land of Canaan. Okay. Okay. And that is because Canaanites lived there in the land. By the time that Abraham came to the land of Canaan, there were Canaanites that were already living in that area. The Philistines were well known. They were one of the Canaanite groups that lived there. So it had that name Canaan. It also developed the name Palestine, and this was mainly in the Greek years when the when the Greeks were in charge of of that part of the Mediterranean world. That would have been during the period of Jesus, right? Well, the Romans it was particularly during the time of the Romans, but the Greeks came before that. Okay, and and that's where that name Palestine. Okay. Uh, they they were referring to it as Palestine, the area of Palestine, okay. and then. Uh, uh, in current times, the Jewish or, or the the nation of Israel is established, so it goes by that name Israel. But when we say Canaan or Palestine, we're refer- referring to the same land, okay. and this was a place that God leads Abraham to go and to, uh, for him to have a great nation for him to have a descendant that would be part of this great nation that would grow. Okay. And and so um, Abraham originally went to Canaan then. Yes, he did. He was in Ur of the Chaldees, and it was an area of Iraq that was uh, uh, a nice, fertile, uh, good place to live, essentially. All right. And God said... Abraham, and we're going to read this uh, coming up here as we talk about it, but God said, I want you to go, and I'm I'm going to show you where I want you to be. Abraham doesn't even know for sure where he's going. Right. He just follows God. and and, uh, and That'd be the dude I'd want to follow. That's right. So he, he goes out not knowing where he's going to end up, and God takes him to this place particular part of the world, the, the land of Canaan. And here it is that he has to settle down among these Canaanite people who are quite different than he is. Yeah. And, and there is some trouble that eventually starts. So where would that physically be in, uh, in the area, in well, Jerusalem? It, it, well, where uh, Abraham first came to, one of the first places uh, that's uh, mentioned is Beersheba. Which is now what? Which is um, 
Still Beersheba? It's it's around the southern part of Israel. Oh, okay. I, I, I need a map to find it exactly. All right. But basically what Abraham did was to wander around the area. Uh, you might remember that when his wife Sarah died, that he had to purchase some land for her to be buried on. Okay. Because he didn't have any specific plot of land at that time. He, w- he had herds, and they would, they would wander around the land, but uh, he hadn't really settled. He was still just going from place to place. God was still leading him, and, uh, but he was in the land that God had wanted him to come to. All right, and, and um, Canaanites were—did they become— Israelis? Some of them did, no doubt. Are there still Canaanites over there? There no doubt are, are well, I shouldn't say no doubt. There are probably descendants okay. of the Canaanite uh, groups, although most of the groups were defeated by Israel later on when Moses led okay. the children of Israel back again. All right. Well, that's uh, going to be our week to, uh, this week, and I'm very thankful you're with us. Remember, you can always listen to or watch the past shows at YouTube.com. Search for The View from a Pew also on Spotify and all kinds of places. I'm Mac McCoy for Pastor Delmar Austin, and thanks to DivineTruthChristianStore.com, somebody always there to serve you. Find more.